Well, welcome back, everybody, to Speaking Singlish. I appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your busy day to hear out our crazy topics and have some fun with us and talk about this incredible world of being single and the chaos of the dating space. I'm sitting here with Alicia, Sean, Eric, and myself. Alicia's uh, a special guest today who also works with us and at the end of the day, she is kind of our community outreach guru that also keeps us in line and keeps us in check. And she's going to bring in the female voice of this conversation and uh, possibly some others in the future. So welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, we'll see after the podcast if that's true or not. That's true. We will see. So what was our topic today? Our topic was... Um, we want to talk about love, money, energy. What are the three things that all of these have in common? The love, money, energy topic. Yeah, so we go out into this world and we have titles. And these titles tend to pr protect us from feeling um, distant from something or they make us feel distant from something. So in other words, what are some of the titles, Alicia, in your case, that you love putting on the single, on, you're single, right? Right. So what are the titles you either place on someone when you're on a date with them, or the titles that you place on somebody when um, you're thinking about love, or talking about love, or talking about money, or talking about any of these things? What, what do you do? What are some of the titles that you really place out there that you think might be hindering you? Um, I would say one of the titles is maybe occupation, jobs, uh, what they do for work. Um, maybe that's one thing that hinders me is I kind of look at that a lot of like what, what do they do for work and where do I place them in the category of likability and second dates and all that good stuff. So if they don't meet a certain criteria or title job-wise, you're questioning what? Their ambition. If they are, you know, maybe an entry level position and they've been there for 10 years, I'm kind of wondering why haven't they done more, <laughs> you know? Where are you going with your life? Yeah, exactly. And that's not very sexy for you? No. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do you catch yourself putting as far as titles on maybe some of the women you date? You know, it depends whether or not they uh, laugh at my jokes. <laughs> so funny. Then, uh, well, if they if they do laugh at it, then I know they're smart and they appreciate you know good good humor. But uh, yeah, yeah, intelligence. So I'm way more personality based than looks. There's plenty of there's plenty of hot people around, you know, especially in Denver. But the dif the differentiation comes with the personality. And and what's a title that helps you differentiate in personality? Is it humor? Is it funny? Yeah, but it's it's more of like it's it's a collection of things. It's like an uh, an aggregate. It's, it's whether they they have empathy, whether they uh, are caring, whether they care about others, whether they're conscientious about other people's feelings. Um, if they have kind of a larger view on life than just you know the superficial things. Um, you mean you actually care about those things? And not yeah, I, I do. Boobs and butt. My oh my. Very wow. much so. I mean, I like I love this those guy things. over Don't here. Get me wrong. <laughs> uh, 
the attraction on and the and, yeah, yeah. Eric, do you have any titles that you put on dating relationships or yourself? What's the title you put on yourself that you have to be in order to date? Uh, you know, I'd say that we hold all sorts of titles, just we don't recognize how that affects us, right? We say we have to be, uh, well, one of my favorites that I've heard uh, a close friend that we have say is they have to be emotionally available. Mm. Right. Not only do you have to be single, but you have to be ready and emotionally available, prepared for entering into a relationship. You got to be able to be in a space where you can be emotionally sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't think even she understands what that looks like. But that's that's certainly a title that people, women, will hold to men is. Is this person ready to date? Are they emotionally available? Can they? Do they have space Are they capable for me? of mm-hmm. bringing me or yeah me into their life on top of everything else that they have going on after a previous relationship or on top of work or on top of their family and other obligations? How much energy, time, worth am I going to be able to be able to to get reciprocated in this exchange? Yeah, it's it's like I, I don't need you to dedicate um, 20 hours a day out of the 24 to me, but rather our, our, when we are together and when we do have that interaction, even if it's just a couple hours a week, I want you to be present. Like it goes back to my pet peeve about the girl on a first date with her, with her nose buried in her phone. She's, she's got her phone out like every, every five minutes and we're trying to make a connection over dinner or drinks or whatever. So now your definition of emotionally available is different than his, which ties into one of the one of the better books that's out there that has to be um, also one of the more effective in terms of when you're in relationship and also in dealing with people that are currently in your life, which is the love languages, right? So sometimes time is your love language, sometimes um, words of affirmation, sometimes touch, touch, right, and and how you want to feel like someone is loving you is an important aspect for us, and it's something that you definitely want to learn, which brings us around to why are we even talking about titles, and what does it have to do with love, money, energy? So there's basic titles that we're putting on each other, on ourselves, expectations that we're putting out there. Um, Is he marriage material? Is she marriage material? Is she a good father? Is she whatever? And then there's titles that we give on a broader scale towards what we're really seeking. And as an example, I don't feel successful unless I have more money. I don't um, feel like I have value unless I have partnership. I don't feel like this is um, something that's going to last because we don't have love or I don't feel like putting myself out there in terms of love therefore I'm not ready for love to come back to me and my challenge to you and the reason why we start off the conversation this way is because I want to look at the titles that we put around what I think is just a force that is existing in our world that 
we try and explain by placing different titles on it. The force would be, um, I don't care if you believe in evolution, I don't care if you believe in creation, I don't care what it is, there is something that makes the trees grow, there is something that makes the earth spin, there is something that makes humans inside women, and the, it's, is it just the science of it? Or is there an overarching fundamental force called creation, and is there an abundance of that creation? And a part of that is we've all felt this energy exchange, right? You could be walking down the street, you could be passing by somebody, and when I pass by somebody, I feel a connection to them. Or, all of a sudden, I'm thinking of somebody, right? And I haven't thought about that person in a long time, and the next thing you know, you get a message from them. Are these separate forces? Is, is the baby growing inside the, the woman different than what makes the tree grow, different than the energy that I put out into the world that makes the person pick up the phone and call me? How do we explain these things? I don't know exactly how we explain them unless you start diving into the geekiness of what I've done over the last few years called quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and you start explaining that, but there's something behind that that's a force of some kind. There's a vibrational frequency to us. There's a vibrational frequency to our planet, to our universe. And there are variations of this frequency, all of which could be defined as energy. So the point is, the two things that most of us want most of, and we tend to lack the most of in our life, is love and money. And I think a part of that is because we feel like those things are separate from the other things in our life. We feel like they're separate in terms of creation. We feel like they're separate in terms of what we can manifest in our life. We think, you know, there are a lot of people who are extremely loving, and yet, what do they lack in their life? Love. Love in return. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that have a lot of money, and, and <coughs> excuse me, they're also lacking in love. love. Having a soul. Yeah. I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of miserable rich people. There's a bunch of miserable rich people. I don't think you've really experienced life until you've met those kind of people. There, there, there's a lot of them, but they're <laughs> hidden behind this crazy veneer. And, and the irony is there's also a lot of people that have a lot of money and a lot of love. And there's a lot of people that don't have any money or any love. And I just can't help but question, is there a reality to the idea that both of these things are not separate, but they are part of a combined energy, a combined force? If we look at a river, and let's say that river flows in a circular form, and if I choose to stand outside of the river, so in this particular case, this river is the energy of love or it's the river of money, success. If I'm standing outside of that river, I'm one of these people who is probably broke and emotionally broke, and I don't have a lot to give in general. So then I realize, you know what, I get sick of that, so all of a sudden I decide to stand in the river. In which way do most people face in this river? Do they face where they can receive or do they face where they can turn around and give if they're lacking in something? Let's say money. 
most people turn and go get a job or go start some kind of thing in order to do what? Receive. To receive money. And if they turn and they get that job or they get that whatever and they start receiving money, all of a the sudden they forget to do what? Give. They forget to turn around and give money and what happens to the river? It's blocked. It gets blocked like a dam. And all of a sudden this part of the river, which is the uh, part on the receiving end, because that's all I'm facing, I'm not releasing some of that water, gets dammed up and becomes really swampy, stagnant, and gross. And the other side dries up. And eventually, there's no more water. It's just a swamp of shit. <laughs> right? Because I forgot to let the flow go. I forgot to start turning when I was receiving. I forgot, forgot to give it up. Now, a lot of people, in terms of money, end up in that space, right? They go and they just receive, receive, receive. They forget to give, even though they want to, or they don't really know where to give. So they drive up, they, they drive that river, and they end up getting fired. They end up losing their career. They end up losing their business, whatever it may be. Now, in love, a lot of people have the opposite problem. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people in love are willing to give love, but they're not receptive to it in return. They're willing to give, 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 whether it be presence or affection or the words of affirmation. They're willing to give their time, their energy, their, their money even in love, in the pursuit of love. But then in exchange, they're not able to receive or be grateful for someone doing the same towards them. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing can happen when I'm only willing to give. You're just damming up the river from the other side. <laughs> Right Now I'm constantly standing there and I'm almost getting swept away by this river of love coming my way, but if I don't turn around, or that, that I'm putting out into the world, but if I don't turn around to receive it, I'm still damming up the flow of the river. So it still becomes swampy, right? We know these people. They're people that just have given everything in their life and all of a sudden they become the most pissed off, angry people out there because the world has turned against them and they've given so much of themselves, but they never seem to have any luck on the receiving end. It kind of goes back to what you were talking about, which is I'd have to question why this person that we both know is saying, well, you know, you may not be emotionally available. I bet it's probably a, a her problem, and she has spent so much energy and time giving that she is lacking because of fear to actually open herself up and be vulnerable and be emotionally available in order to receive love. Let's, let's use another example that I think most people can relate to, right? If we look at certain professions, if we talk about this lack of give and receive, I know a ton of people that are artists, people that mm -hmm. paint or people that will do sculptures, people that are just so passionate about their craft and they're going to spend it, their energy. It is this same thing, right? Mm -hmm. We'll go through all three. They spend their energy to create this thing and they love it and they're willing to share that love and surround themselves with people and people love their artwork, but then they're not willing to receive money or yeah. value with that time and their craft enough to receive money for it. That exchange is only one way and thus they are these starving artists and they are all upset and it's because they're not looking it through this lens of it's all the same. How do you not just be able to be receiving for the money that someone says, wow, that's worth 
this to me to put in my house or wherever, yeah, right? Yeah, it's almost the cool thing to be the starving artist right. because you don't, you don't want to sell selling, yourself out. You're not selling out. And, and that's a great analogy because now here you're talking about pouring your love onto a canvas or pouring your love into something that you're passionate about, something that you love. And all of a sudden, because you're afraid to receive on the other end the financial reward, which is just a different form of energy, because I'm afraid to receive that, the love that I had for the thing I was doing and now that I'm starving becomes a hatred for it because I get burnt out. I'm not seeing any exchange. I'm not seeing a value exchange. I'm not open to actually receiving on the other end of that spectrum. So love, only giving out love and not willing to receive it, or only receiving love and not willing to give it dries it up. Money, only willing to receive money and not give it out, only dries it up. But then I could do something that I love and not be willing to receive money. And my challenge to everybody in this conversation is the idea that, that Eric was alluding to, which is maybe it's all the same type of energy. Maybe it's just the energy of abundance. Maybe it's just the energy where both love, money, passion, desire, all of these things come from the same source. And if I'm open to one, it doesn't mean, as long as I don't put a title on it, if I'm living an abundant life, and we've heard this over and over, you hear it in the secret, you hear it everywhere else, but, but because we put titles on it, and because even the secret is guilty of putting a title on it, and they typically aim more at the idea of how do you get rich versus just the overall concept of this ebb and flow of being open to the idea that I can be abundant in all things. And if it's a singular energy that's saying, hey, here I am, receive it, and I don't put a title on it, all of a sudden, I can stand in this, and as long as I'm willing to receive love or to give love, but in many cases, it's not gonna show up in the same form, right? I, if I pour myself out on canvas, if, or I pour myself out in coaching, and somebody else comes along and gives me the ability to go speak, or gives me the ability to put my name out into the universe, because it didn't come back in dollars, I think I'm not successful. If I'm uh, that artist that Eric was talking about, if I pour myself into the, into the idea of pouring myself all over my artistry and I'm not looking at the idea that money came back or maybe another artist came and decided to partner with me, right? Which shows up in different ways when we place an expectation that it has to show up in the way that I'm expecting it to show up because I need a title in order for me to receive. If I'm putting love out there, maybe sometimes if I donate my love, my energy that I poured into my business and I love a charity and I wanna to give to that charity, now am I supposed to receive money in my business because I gave to a charity? Or could, could, could my future wife come into my life? And do I correlate the idea that because I gave to the charity, love showed up? I don't usually correlate those two things because I think if I put dollars out, I'm supposed to receive dollars in, and that is not the way the universal law of abundance works. It will show up in forms that you're least expecting if you illuminate the title and you just are willing to give and be receiving, you start recognizing how abundant you are in all areas. So my challenge to all of you is be cautious of the titles that you're putting out there. If you're looking for love, be loving, but then make sure you're open to receiving any form. Maybe it's money that's gonna come back to you. Maybe it's uh, a different way of, of receiving um, friendship or maybe somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time comes back into your life. 
and it isn't the romantic love, but it's love from a friend, love from a, a long-lost sister or mother or brother or whatever it may be. Be open to all forms of receiving and be open to all opportunities of giving and you've put yourself in that ebb and flow in that river and there is an abundance of all things in that singular flow instead of separating the flow of love, money, energy, passion, desire, success, etc. So go out there and be open to abundance and open your eyes to what's actually coming back to you when you pour yourself out into this world. Many, many things in many forms will come back to you. I appreciate you guys for checking in with us. This is our conversation around love, money, energy. This is how to speak Singlish and really communicate in terms of dating, love, success as a single human being. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Sean, for being here. This is Devin Kearns, and we will see you on the next podcast.